0: Welcome back to Negro Please Radio I'm your host Chris Allen And as usual, off the top I want to thank each and every last one of you guys For tuning in, downloading stream, However you watch streaming However you watch it, I appreciate it So, tell a friend, an enemy, co-worker Tell somebody about the podcast If you're new, welcome This is it, Negro Please Radio It's about 20-30 minutes I'm talking about whatever I want to From politics, sports, uh, personal shit uh, Just whatever's on my mind So, um yeah, make sure you tell somebody, all right? Uh I guess I'll jump right in. Uh this week's milestone for those who don't know, we have a soon to be 10-year-old son, his name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are that's going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, this week it's kind of a little feel good, man. Um we do a grateful jar here every week at the house every Sunday we all uh write on a little sticky And say what we're grateful for. I've been out of pocket a lot lately. And uh, my wife sent me a picture. And it was his sticky that said, I'm grateful that dad is home. So that made me feel good. Made me feel really good. Uh, He's doing well in school. Uh, You know, this is almost a month in now, fifth grader. Uh, He is starting to have some anxiety around bedtime again. Uh, which we we were kind of anticipating with all the extra stimulus and, you know, going out the house and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> this happened a couple of nights ago and this happened again last night where he's just like, I'm just I'm just having negative thoughts and I'm I'm worried. I have anxiety. And I remind him of the little saying, you know, like uh, I learned from a friend of mine about how these the these these uh, thoughts can come in, but we just don't serve them tea. And I was like, hey, man, are we are we serving negative thoughts tea? And he was just like, "You're right, Dad. I am." And just to watch him, you know, uh, immediately start to feel a little bit better. It just makes me uh, feel better as a parent. And this is something we've been working on. He's getting to that age now where he can really uh, express himself how he feels verbally, and even when he couldn't in the past. Even now, he he'll say he doesn't know how he feels or why he feels the way that he does, but he does have anxiety. And you know, if I I, I tell him, hey. If you can't explain it, we don't need to talk about it. But if it's something specific and you want to, let's just walk our way all the way through it. Like if you're worried about something bad happening, let's 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 walk through that whole process. But if it's something that you you don't even know why, it's just general anxiety, I go, man, we just have to toss that aside. I am recognizing that you are going through something that you do feel anxious, but we can't pinpoint a reason at all. So let's just talk, let's just toss it. Let's toss it. Let's let's try to forget about it. Let's think about something positive. Let's think about how good you are at school, at video games. You know how you want to be a coder, and that and that gets him in a good mood. You know, we we find something else to think about to focus on, and and it and it seems to work. But uh, I'm just proud of him. He's really really working hard at at trying to be better. Uh, He's he uh, he has these moments where he's uh, open and and willing to express himself, but there are those times where like we all have those those times where like. uh, we just—you uh, don't really want to talk about it. You're bottled up, and you know. And I have to allow him to have that those those times. So, but I'm really proud of him. Uh, the, these anxiety attacks—they're uh, coming uh, fewer and far between, which we are happy about. And the fact that we can now talk about them is is, is great. So, I feel like he's doing he's doing well. Uh, he's trying new lunches at school, and and you know he's gonna have some setbacks, but we're just gonna really focus on. Uh, the good stuff, and just learn from the bad. That's all we really can do. So that was a nice uh, fatherly moment, thoughtful, you know, just uh, I got to switch gears. (laughs) I saw a commercial that bothered me. And if there are any people who work for Walmart that listen to my podcast, I apologize uh, that you work for Walmart and not what I'm about to say. (laughs) But I saw a commercial for... It was like Walmart grocery delivery. And, I, and I'm cool with that. But this was a in-home delivery. This is a Walmart employee putting celery in this motherfucker's refrigerator. And this other person in the commercial is doing something else. And they just look over their shoulders, smile, and like thumbs up. Like, yeah, this is my Walmart guy. Look, I don't know what uh, Walmarts white people go to or what Walmarts y'all have access to. But in no way shape or form would i ever allow a walmart worker in my home (laughs) all the ones that i've seen they look like if they were in your kitchen the moment you 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 turn your back you're getting stabbed and they'll turn around and live your life right there's some black dude with like a a a blonde wig on or just some you know black some white dude going to my barbershop getting lined up and shit i i I would not trust a walmart employee in my home i'm sorry i'm sorry we need to stop painting all right certain employees uh in commercials as if we we respect them as a society we don't you ever notice that the way how we're so polite to the people who work at these gas stations and grocery stores and or at, at, at um um hardware stores we're just so polite we high five them you, you, you're not doing that we we hate everybody <laughs> We're not doing that. I I I'm sorry if you're offended by that, but I'm not letting a Walmart person, worker, in my home and then in my refrigerator, in my motherfucking crisper. That ain't happening. Leave the shit outside. I know that sounds like some weird classes elitist bullshit, but it's just weird, man. I've never I've never run into a Walmart employee that looks like they actually have their fucking life together. All right. If you're not on the management team, all right, if you're not part of corporate it ain't going well. <laughs> it's not going well. I'm sorry. I'm not letting a Walmart worker in my home. All right, it's not gonna happen. I'm pretty sure there's some very fine people who work there, but you're not coming to my house. All right, putting celery in my goddamn crisper. It ain't happening. Um, <laughs> I saw this, and I'm 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 gonna be brief. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and just move on from it. I, I just. I am just seeing these we we're, we're back at these dumb takes. All right. This is this is this is the political portion of the uh podcast. Uh about a week ago, uh Joe Biden called some uh, basically the bag of supporters semi-fascist. And the thing is, why not? They're mad. They're saying that they they offended uh half of the country. And this is coming from people who uh whenever They use racial slurs, uh, homophobic slurs, uh, ethnic slurs. They tell people, hey, stop letting those words have power over you. They're just words. It doesn't matter. You hear shit like stereotypes come from somewhere. But when they get stereotyped, all of a sudden, that's not cool. Because I remember uh, 15 years or so ago, these same people, they were talking about turning the Middle East into glass and separate them later saying shit like hey not every muslim is a terrorist but every terrorist is a muslim you know if i dress a certain way and i get treated a certain way they go hey you shouldn't dress like that you shouldn't talk like that these stereotypes come from somewhere but when it's them all of a sudden it's not right to lump people together and i'm hearing people say like well if you call them semi-fascist it's just gonna make them be that way that's a shitty excuse you're using that as an excuse to be who you are now black people i can't i can't go around and go hey man I'm, I'm acting like a nigga because you call me a nigga you are not going to say that well that's that's a fair excuse that's why you're doing that is because we call you that therefore uh it made you act that way we're gonna give you a pass no that's not how that shit works be a fucking man be a grown woman and just accept that you have weird shitty ideology and no one has to accept that shit and then asking like what is the semi-fascist? a semi-fascist is somebody who really uh deep down inside they agree with that shit but they know that it's not socially acceptable acceptable to embrace all that shit publicly so what they do is they do the shit that is currently socially acceptable to do even though they would love to embrace the entire fucking thing now i think that's bullshit So if you're if you're okay with calling other people slurs and all this kind of stuff, and then say, hey, I'm not apologizing. You have no right to ever ask for an apology for anything that anyone ever says to you, because hey, right, they're the snowflake, not you. All right, I got that out the way. That's my piece on that shit. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. It is what it is. All right. So this week, uh, last week I was back in D.C um it's been a while since i've been on hotbed and i gotta say man it's it's such a hot hot club and i remember you know two and a half three years ago when everything was shutting down and uh when when big hunt closed everybody was like oh my god what is sean joyce gonna do this is crazy that was our flagship underground show it was such a cool venue uh dc comedy is not gonna be the same but boy were we wrong You know, that's the thing about the the pandemic, man. It hurt a lot of people, but for some people, they shined and they came out finally, you know, doing something that they wanted to do for a long time. Who knows how long it would have been before Sean uh, opened his club. And it's here now and the scene hasn't been better. And I was fortunate enough to be there last Saturday, closing out the 8 and a 945 showcases. And I did time on the 1130 uh, free showcase show. And it was I had so much fun, man. Uh, my, my buddy Alex was hosting. Uh, it's been fun watching him grow as a comic, right? Because I met him when he was a very, very young, new. Uh, he still is very young, but he was a super new comic, open micer, you know, just uh, trying to – couldn't even get in a lot of places in D.C. because he wasn't 21. Now he's living up there now. Uh, I remember him being afraid to even meet the people who booked it not even being old enough to get in big hunt, and here he is at High Bed hosting. That's my dude. I I love seeing the progress. I, I I love seeing the progress. We have so much fun. So shout out to all the people that came out. If you if you saw me this weekend there, hey, thanks. I had a lot of fun. I I keep saying it, but I, I did. Uh, it's just it's 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 a magical place. Adams Morgan is just hopping with so much going on. It's just, I love DC, man. It's such a vibrant city. There's so many young people just going out, having a great time partying, uh, drinking, you know, just hanging out with their friends. You see young people on dates, learning who they are. It's just a beautiful city, man, with a lot of shit going on. And, uh, it just makes me feel good being there. I I love DC. It has, it has its issues, but I fucking love that city, man. If I could be there, I would be there every goddamn day. And, um, yeah just this is a great time um so i ended up staying at my boy tj's crib uh i think i said it before he lives in a, a really nice neighborhood in chevy chase maryland somewhere i think it's chevy chase but uh man and i was like you know what man we about to do some crazy shit and this isn't super super crazy but i i love hanging out with tj man that's my dude we've been hanging out for years and uh just like uh we do the shows. We get back to this place. We order some uh, gourmet hot dogs from this place called uh, Dog House. I want to say it's either in Chevy Chase or Bethesda or something like that. But, man, I got this uh, Cowboys have rat bacon on it, uh, all this kind of other shit. It's just, it was great. Doghouse in and Bethesda and or uh, Chevy Chase. If you live in that area, check it out. It's really, really good. But oh, you know what? They also use Hawaiian sweet rolls as the the bun for the hot dog, so you can't beat that. So we got these gourmet hot dogs, we got a few snacks, and I was like, yo, I got this big ass raw cone. It's the Emperor. Door. It holds three grams. I mean, it's it's pretty big. I want to say it's probably about like uh probably about five or six inches, and uh, I load that motherfucker up with some um uh this. I don't know how long it's. I think it's been around for a while. This strain, but it's called uh, Jealousy. It's a seventy thirty hybrid. Uh, I want to say Gelato forty one and something else. I want to say maybe Sun Sunset uh, Sunset Sherbert. Let me look. I'm gonna look it up actually. Let's see. Jealousy weed strain. Bam. Jealousy weed strain. Here it is. It's a uh, crossing Sherbert BX one and with Gelato forty one. It's a great relaxing high, man. I Had so much fun. Just watching wrestling. Uh we watched some Friday night lights. We were laughing. Talked about comedy, our relationships, man, just like how much we've grown as people. Uh, you know, just, just he's just one of those dudes, man. I can I have like a a real relationship with man. It's not like a surface level, you know, just talk about the same bullshit all the time. We actually talk about each other's lives and you know, we we push each other, we encourage each other uh you know just just let each other let each other know how we feel like if i'm really having a shitty day tj is somebody i can call like if i was gonna cry on the phone to somebody that wasn't somebody in my immediate family tj is somebody i know i could call and fucking cry to on the phone if i needed to (laughs) yeah i'm sorry fellas yeah i might feel weird about that but look man you need to have relationships like that with other dudes man we really do that's why women live longer man all right they have better relationships they know how to cry. We don't. We we act like uh, life is like we got to get uh, from one end of the pool to the other without coming up for air. And throughout your life, you just accumulate so much shit on your back. And instead of coming up for a, a sip of air, we go, nah, fuck that. We'll just go a little bit deeper. We could, we'll just push a little bit harder. And that's why so many of us don't make it to the other end of that pool happily. Meanwhile, women, right, they're healthier they on the other side. They got their elbows up on the side of the pool, fucking goggles up, laughing, just looking at all those bodies of men just floating because you were too tough to come up and just take a sip of air and cry or say, hey, man, that hurt my fucking feelings. <laughs> or that really made me mad. That's why they live longer, you know? That's why they live longer because they can, they can let that out. We, we, we let it build too much and then boom, you know, halfway down the pool, blam, heart explodes. You drown. You're floating. You know, and all that shit you were carrying. Now it's now it's out there in the middle just floating. You thought you were helping those people. Now they're hurting because you let them in the middle of nowhere and you died on them. <laughs> take, that, take the breath of the air, fellas. Come up, smile, celebrate your birthday, all right? Hug your friend. Watch a goddamn TV show, all right, that, that you don't like. Just do something different. Do something different. And um, so yeah, man, I uh hang out with TJ on our Saturday, man. We had a great time. It was so much fun staying out over there. Get up. And uh Sunday we have host battle in Charlottesville. So I, I get up, drive home, uh, you know, pack all my shit up. I mean, unpack all my shit, hang out with the family. Head to host battle. We had a great time. We had a nice turnout. Probably like 40, uh, 40-something people. So shout out to the people who came to host battle here in Charlottesville, had a great time. Um, had a fun lineup. So a couple newer DC guys had a local, couple local cats on. We had a lot of fun. People have seemed to have a great time. And um Yeah, we just we're just really trying to 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 grow Host Battle. We really enjoy it. Enjoyed it. People like it. It's such a fun, irreverent show that can go absolutely anywhere. Uh, the only thing I could say is like, sometimes Charlottesville can just be, a, there can be a little bit too much white guilt here, man. And, and just people get upset over the most innocuous things. Like uh, somebody kind of, people kind of turn on this one guy because uh, he was like, I don't think blind people should ride bikes. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, that's such a, a weird thing to say. It's just like, yeah, do y'all really want blind people Riding bikes in traffic, like that's that's not a good thing. No one's saying that they can't ride bikes; they probably just shouldn't do it in public. You know, if they got a track or somewhere where blind people can ride, let them ride bikes there. And it's like it's fucking comedy, so relax. Nobody's really trying to uh, get rid of blind people. <laughs> it's just, it was just it just got weird. It got very very weird. But overall, we had a great time. It was a, it was a fun show. Uh I felt I got a lot coming up, man. This weekend I am at the Richmond Funny Bone with uh, with Mark Norman. We're doing uh five shows Thursday through Saturday. Um I think the early show Saturday is already sold out. So if you if you want tickets, get tickets ASAP. You know, it's in it's in it starts tomorrow. Uh September twenty first through the twenty third. I'm in New York City. The big thing I had kind of fell through, but on the twenty first I'll be at the fat black pussycat doing um uh it's called uh chemistry set with cypher sounds and wilson Events at the at fat black and i'm going to be getting some more spots so i'll let people know about that um september 30th i'll be at the uh, vagabond theater in baltimore and the last week of october first week of november i will be in the bahamas at the atlantis resort at joker's comedy club doing shows there tuesday through sunday uh in early no December I want to say December 2nd I'm in New Haven Connecticut I don't know the name of the theater but I'm doing the theater with Mark Norman so that'll be dope and December 9th through 10th I'll be at the Denver Comedy Lounge so I'm really looking forward to that I got some friends out there I know Denver is a really really dope comedy scene I'm I'm really looking forward to going out there uh, and just having fun Uh, I'm I'm probably going to try to get out there a couple days early so I can see some friends and maybe try to hit up a couple other shows and venues while I'm out there to do some networking, and uh, I think that is it. So there's a show. That's the show. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Allen Comedy. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I'll see y'all next week. I'm out. Peace.